Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Tonight the teams are in for the NRL Grand Final and the refs announcements are made as well, but will that really have any impact? Peter Sterling is in. He'll have a special power rankings. An old-fashioned sting may see the end of the England football manager and a new home for the V8s. To the rush Hello, Stello. Hello, Dan. How are you going on you, your grand final week? How's your Tuesday? This is your day of leisure, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. So I played golf today, which was wonderful. Glorious day out there. I uh, haven't played for a little while and played at Pennant Hills, which is an outstanding golf course in wonderful condition. So thank you for asking. Do you take which, people's money or do they take oh, yours? I've got a little bit of wages, Dan. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, we will not be commenting on Jared Haynes' personal life. That is, I don't, I don't understand how that's news. Uh that seems to have filled the papers. I haven't seen the papers. And we'll, and we'll move on. But something I think we should talk about here and, and defend. Alex Lloyd, you know the singer who does amazing, right? He did the Brownlow last night. And, and Alex has let himself go a little. And I think this has affected people's judgment. So he does the, the, the song, it's almost like in memoriam, he does his song Amazing as a dedication to all the retiring AFL players. Can we have a listen to this? People were saying this was, oh, this is as bad as meatloaf at the grand final. And this sounds all right, doesn't it? I'd kill to be able to sing a song like that. I've got no problem with that at all. It's all is, it, is it acoustically done? I think it is. I think it was him which, sitting on a chair. Which is always more difficult to do, I, I understand, in that fashion as well. So, no, it sounds all right to me. Yeah, but, but you know what? Because he was sitting there and he was filling out the chair and he was he was all looking a little dishevelled. People have gone to town. Yeah, meatloaf, he filled out the chair. <laughs> <laughs> do you know I heard a story the other day that he was offered up to the rugby league and they said no? That year. We, we see, we eventually make good decisions in our game. No, no, we, we I'm make a lot of bad ones. It was that year. Oh, that year. They went to the Rugby League first and thought, well, we'll take their money. Yeah. Rugby League, apparently, I must have, I think it was on Sunday Triple M NRL that I heard this. And uh, the story was that someone had, at the league had a whisper going, mate, he's shot. He's gone. <laughs> so the AFL took him. It's about the one time that NRL's yeah, got it over there. We, we got him. We got him. Uh, this is the rush here. We'll get to some proper chat after this. As we do it here for Nicorette Quick Mist. That was my proper chat. <laughs> uh, for fast relief from Siggy, cravings use only as directed the old Nicorette Quick Mist. When we talk footy, it's for Totally Workwear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Rush Hour. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist. For fast craving relief, use only as directed. Ah, uh, yes, Triple M, Rush Hour. Getting you ready for the grand final, Peter Sterling, Dan Ganane. Uh, Jude Bolton, I believe. Can we confirm? Is he with us on Thursday? Uh, oh, we don't know. Okay, well, we can't confirm that, but we will have a little AFL flavour this week, but obviously a league-dominated week on the show. Goes well, Jude. I like listening to him when he's in. But he's a bloke impossible to dislike. Not a person in the world that would dislike him. Uh, I've got the teams for the grand final here, Sterlo. And... Don't, don't trust those kind of people. There's <laughs> <laughs> something... Something Didn't more. your dad have a theory? Who are the people you don't trust in this uh, world? People who had a beard. And <laughs> my father hated beards. And he said the only three people that were ever decent that had beards, one was Jesus Christ, one was Santa Claus, and the other was Ray Price. <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody had a beard, he would say to them, and you're none of them. <laughs> yeah, he'd be struggling these, these days. 
Uh, The Melbourne side have picked 22 players. I thought 20 was the maximum. Anyway, they're 17 from last week and 1 to 17. And then young Tonomapaya, Slade Griffin, Matt White, Felice Cafusi, Ryan Morgan are on the extended bench. I have no doubt that the 17 that played last week will play this week, all fit and healthy, and I'm sure that they are. You think Hampton will play? Remember, he didn't didn't get on last week. I, I still, I think that they will carry him. Yes, because of the fact that Torhu Harris, Kevin Proctor, and Dale Finucane to a large degree play big minutes. Mm. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I think that they can afford to. So there isn't much mystery about the Melbourne side, but Cronulla, there is. Uh, Sam Taggart sees he's back in Jersey sixteen. Kurt Capel is in in Jersey A. He's out of the seventeen. He's eighteenth man, and he's been pretty good, hasn't he? The the two games that he's played. In the finals, Joseph Paulo number twenty-one, but Jared Beale number fourteen. There's now they could go a few ways with that, can't they? Very much so. You know, there's a lot of talk that Sam Tagatizi will come back in, but he hasn't played for six weeks um, with that shoulder injury. Kurt Capel has been wonderful, and especially down in that uh, Canberra game where Paul Gallen uh, didn't play and they lost Wade Graham. Mm. Uh, he played seventy-three minutes and was excellent in all seventy-three minutes. And then uh, you know you've got Jared Beale as well, who again has been used sparingly. I think he only played you know, six or ten minutes last week, but it does give them the option to put him into the centres if they want to move Jack Bird into lock forward, the back of the scrum, which they did at the end of the game last week. So it's it, it is interesting. You know, Joseph Paulo's played a lot of. Of first grade this year as well. I don't think that he will yeah. make his way in, but um, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches for, for Shane Flanagan. Do you anticipate he'll keep Beal and it basically comes down to Tagatizi so. or Capel? I think so. And I, and I I think he will probably go Tagatizi um, and you'd have to feel for Kurt Capel because, well, you know, the kid's only played, what, four games and he's done really well in all of them, but the experience of Tagatizi and the big body, like he's 115 kilos and, and he's had a really good season, provides... Because you might only need 15 minutes oh, out of Tagatizzi, right. 15 good minutes out of him. Yeah, maybe a, a touch more, but you can you know, you can use him sparingly in the first half and then in a, in a short stint second half as well. Uh, the refs, uh, I, I don't think we should spend too much time on this. I mean, people are already dragging out stats and apparently favours Cronulla, but Matt Checken and Ben Cummings will be the uh, referees. It means nothing to me, Dan. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't tell you who's refereed a game all season. People were quick to point out, oh, Cronulla undefeated under them this year. Well, who, you know, who do they play in those games? Was there any controversy? Might have uh, only played twice. They've only... <laughs> three. Three out of three. Out three. <laughs> there you go. Uh, now, there are, you will love this. News today coming through that... Um, a recommendation's been made to the commission uh, to re- uh, to increase the amount of points, judiciary points required to be suspended from major games like the grand final. Now, you've been banging on about this for a couple of years. Well, I'd like to see something like that, or even at the other end of it, the grade ones that seem to be fairly innocuous um, offences, more of a fine system involved there instead of a, a week on the sideline. So I'd, I'd be happy to see a tweaking of that. Um and when you say a recommendation, who has that recommendation come from? Well, let me have a look here. There was a, a meeting today, and uh, I should have prepared for this a little bit. Are we better, talking Peter about Sterling. from the coaches or from the yes. Players Association? I believe it was from the coaches. Uh, again, I'll find it in a second here so we can have the proper information, but the, that one uh, uh, appear, it's, it's gone through now to the commission. Basically, I think it's up to them to rub yep. a stamp. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy for it to happen, but again, we just need to be careful what it's the right decision and, you know, there's always repercussions in any change that you make in the game. There's a ripple effect. We need mm. to understand those ripples. But I'm 
I think we can have a better system than we do at the moment. All right, this is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. As we speak, there is a one day going on. Australia is touring South Africa, so naturally they're playing Ireland in a one day game in South Africa. Don't look at me. I haven't got the Ireland answer. are none for 13 off 4.4 after winning the toss and electing the bat. Uh, this is the rush out for uh, Nicker Red Quick Mist, and we read the article regarding these points, the uh, proposal to up the points. We still don't know who actually made the proposal, so we're more confused now than ever. But it's on the table. So- it's on someone's table somewhere. And it takes a fair bit to make us more confused. <laughs> Now, we just saw images there of Cronulla and Grand Final Week, and they seem to be taking it in their stride. They had a big fan day. I think Thursday's a big day. But apart from that, it's actually pretty normal. What was your first Grand Final Week like? Well, it was under Jack Gibson, and you know, a couple of seasons earlier than that, Parramatta had made a Grand Final, and there was a street parade through the streets of Parramatta on the Thursday night, I believe, before the Grand Final. We didn't have one of those. I think there was a, a lesson well learnt that you, you certainly don't start a celebration only a couple of days out. The most important thing that we found was making sure that you, you've got a lot of commitments and you've got to put time aside and your time management is the most important thing. Even then there were, there were major oh, yeah, commitments. Absolutely. And especially in the media side of things, you know. So there was time specifically put aside that the players were available to whoever in, in regards to newspapers, television or whatever. But out of those, that period of time, it was business as usual. You want to keep things as normal as possible. Everybody's saying you've got to enjoy the week, and you do. You know, but mate, a, a week a, a week of a rugby league play is a pretty enjoyable week. Anyway, you know, it's not a bad it's not a bad life. So what you're, so. you're what you're describing is thirty five years ago is not too dissimilar to, to now. Uh, no, no, and that's the first thing that you know, Cronulla and certainly Melbourne, they'll you know they're well attuned to that under Craig Bellamy. Um, and Shane Flanagan was, has been around all of that as well. You know, he was at the Roosters when they were gearing for one. He was at Parramatta. Uh, and he was playing back at Parramatta. So he, he knows the drill that is needed. But it's time management. Enjoy, yes, but get your hard work done. But all of the distractions, make sure that, you know, between six and seven, that's taken care of. Now, will you have in about 20 minutes a your power rankings ready? I'll do my best. Five favourite grand finals. Uh, well, I've, I've got them ready now, mate. I, I can tell you now, number one was when we won in 81. Number two would be the 83 grand final. Five favourite non The fifth one is the 1979 reserve grade grand final, which I also played in. So there's the five. All right. This is the rush hour on Triple M. We do it for Nicker Red Quick Miss. Sports update coming up after this, including the V8s dumping Sydney and going somewhere else. I'll tell you where after this. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. It is the Rush Hour and uh, we do it for Nicorette Quick Mist. Sterlo is here. League for Totally Workwear and let's do this. Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre. Your one-stop renovation shop. abltilecentre.com.au Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports Update. Australia playing Ireland in this one day in South Africa. It's a one-off game. It's not part of a series. Uh, Ireland, none for 16 in the sixth over. Now, one of the bowlers for Australia is a fellow called Daniel Worrell. Probably haven't heard of him. Haven't, Dan. Uh, South Australian cricketer. I'm just reading here from the foxsports.com.au website. Worrell earned national notoriety in March 2014 when he was suspended for scratching an image of a penis into a cricket pitch. 
He was charged hey, with... Hey, whoa, 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 back... What, what, did, what, did, what did he do? He was Scratched suspended for image. scratching an image of a PP into a cricket pitch. Right. And was that to now, disrupt the no. game? Was it to be artistic? Was it like a self-portrait? What, what was the motivation? Well, I'll show you the picture. Well, I don't, no, I, don't, no, I know what it looks like, Dan. Yeah, but, I mean, the carving, he's gone deep. An old-fashioned sting looks like it's, uh, look at those. That was an old-fashioned sting right there. An old-fashioned sting looks like it'll bring England football manager Sam Allardyce undone. He's been captured on camera talking about how to dodge transfer rules, bagging his employers at the FA and agreeing to take a fee from a fake company who are hoping to profit from the Premier League's billion-dollar uh, transfer uh, market. That's a shame because I know that at Parramatta we had him pencilled in as one of our... <laughs> so that might go by the wayside. And the V8 supercar season finale has a new home, Newcastle. A street circuit will be put together from five years or four or five years from next year with Sydney Olympic Park's tenure to end this year. Interesting. The New South Wales State Government uh, is going to stick around with the V8s, but I um, think their money's better spent with Newcastle. I have no opinion, Dan. That uh, is a sports update for ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre. Uh, wasn't Gosford in the running at one point to do have V8s? Now, you would have an opinion on that. V8's a car, isn't it? This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. Stick around if you're a Tigers fan because there's some news coming through via the news So uh, uh, regarding a signing of a prominent player. Uh, now, this is where we ask... Now, we used to have an open for this, Ask Sterler. We don't anymore. No. So Budget. let's just pretend we played it. Budget cuts. And then we move in. Sam has called from... Oh, beautiful Hurstville. Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. How can we help? G'day, boys. How you going? All good. Uh, my question, mate. Um, what do you see as the biggest concern heading into next year for the NRL and what do they need to address? Sam, um, there's, there's a show in itself, <laughs> I, I would think. Oh, look, there's a, 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 number of, a number of issues. Um, uh, you know, there's been a, we've had a pretty poor year in a lot of areas. Uh, the, the bunker, all of those kind of things. Um, look, I, I don't know if I could... Pick one. I think we've think got to streamline the rules mm. to a degree. You know, well, can I throw this at you? Uh, yeah. Do you think the judiciary system is the most urgent, the thing in most urgent need of repair because there is such a disconnect between the, what the match review yes. is coming up with and what the judiciary yes. is coming up that, with? That's, that's one of a number of issues, but certainly one that, and I think it's been illustrated in the last couple of months, you know, where players have gone in and they've been charged and the hearings have taken five minutes before they've been yeah. thrown out. So, yeah, that look, that that's an area. Um, I think, I suppose the, the salary cap came to um, prominence this year with, with, with Parramatta. I think that there needs to be some kind of streamlining there, a bit more transparency all around. Um, any number of issues off the top of my head, I'm not completely sure. But I, I know our game can be a lot better than what it's been. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and we go to Brisbane now. Steve has got a question for you, Sterlo. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Sherlock. How are you, mate? I'm well. Look, my question is regarding the Eels. You nominated Bernie Gurr as the appointment yeah. uh, for CEO, yeah. and he's, that actually has now happened. What do you see he can do for the Eels leading into the next year, and how long has he been appointed for? Um, I believe it's a three-year deal. Um, he arrives at the end of October. Look, the, the, the man is well-versed in all areas of the game, 
um, in an administrative sense. He, he, if you have a look back at his eight years at the Roosters, they made the finals in every one of those seasons. I think they won a competition in there. He's the financial officer for Crown Pacific over there at the moment, so he understands finance. And go online and have a look at his thoughts on the salary cap, uh, what needs to be done there, uh, some kind of revolutionary ideas that are certainly out of the box. Um, he's he's a student of the game. He's a fine administrator. And what he, what he does give at Parramatta is somebody who knows how to make a successful club, the type of people that needs to be in that club, the decisions that need to be made across the board. Um, I am so excited, the fact that he is going to be uh, heading up deals this year. And, and I think you'll find the quality of people underneath him um, as the figurehead are going to put Parramatta on the right course. The most important thing that the Eels needed to do after the debacle of this year was to make the right appointments. Uh, Bernie Gurr is certainly in that department, and I think there'll be others to follow. What about you, the kingmaker? No, no, no. You're the one that put the name out there first. I'll tell you what, his CV speaks for itself. And we Mm. know that he was in contention for the top job at the NRL. So for club land... Um, you know, he's perfect. Have you noticed something out of Parramatta the last three months? We haven't heard too much, Dan. It's exactly what I was going to say. How nice is that? No leaks. Board gone, administrators in, and we don't get any stories out of there. Now, of course, if Bernie comes in and isn't as successful as I'm expecting him to be, I had no (laughs) say whatsoever in it. But no, look, I I think it's an an outstanding signing. And I thought Kieran Foran was our best signing in many, many years. Um, I'm saying that Bernie Gurr is the most significant signing that we've made in a, in a number of years as well. We've got three here. Can we just power through this? I don't sure. mean to be rude, Wendy, Mark and Terry, but we are running out of time. So let's get to Wendy first. Hello. Hi, hello Wendy. G'day, Stella. I'm a long-time Parramatta supporter. I'm sitting up in the Cronus stand Sunday having last beers there. What's your <laughs> favourite memory of the ground? Oh, the opening of the stadium, the first game there, the 36-6 win over the Dragons. Uh, there was a, a lot of pressure on because we'd waited so long for this, the, the stadium to, to come to fruition, and I think a loss would have been really anticlimactic. But to come up with a great performance that day in front of a huge crowd, um, yeah, that was a wonderful, wonderful way to baptise the, the stadium and to uh, and to get things going there back in 1986. And what a year. If you look at the crowds, there's about 25,000 for nearly every game. In a year, yeah, you won the premiership. What a year. Great venue. We go to Mark. Mark, fire away. Yeah, Peter. How are you, mate? I'm good, Mark. Uh, what's the best half-pack you've ever played against? Oh, that's tough. There's, there's any number of them um, for different reasons. I think Kevin Hastings was an outstanding player, a great competitor. Steve Mortimer enjoyed my battles with him. Tommy Rodonikus, that was an experience coming up against Tommy. Uh, did so in a grand final as well. But any, any number of, of, of players, but probably Steve Mortimer because we were both Wagga boys. Um, through the 80s, I suppose, Canterbury and Parramatta were, were fierce rivals and enjoyed a lot of success against each other. And I know that whenever I went home and I'd played well against Steve Mortimer, you knew that you'd hurt it. So I put Turvey up on top. All right, and a quick one from Terry who has just dropped out, but when will the Broncos next make the grand final? I don't think they're too far away. I think they've... You know, this is probably a little bit of a, a missed opportunity this year because they were, I thought that early in the season they looked like the, the side. Um, they've signed a couple of good players in um, Arrow and uh, Pangai Jr. has extended his contract. Um, yeah, they'll be really competitive. I, I, I'd be disappointed if I was a Brisbane fan if they're not in a grand final in the next four to five years. All right, thank you. That's a good segment, sir. Like we should have done that more often this year. <laughs> <laughs> Worked really well. Power rankings coming up next and a sports update. Rush Hour, Triple M. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Sports update.
Boy, Ireland won for 63 in the 12th against Australia. This is a one-day international in South Africa. So Australia's got their work cut out for them. Uh, Ireland, okay. Yeah. Well, it's a live score. Mate, it's Australia playing Ireland in the cricket. <laughs> Uh, League news for Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. The Storm have named a 22-man squad for the grand final. Cronulla have named 19 players. Sam Takatizi is in the 17. Kurt Capel, 18th man. Joseph Paulo, the 19th man. Uh, and Channel 9 and Channel 7 News are reporting that Jamal Idris has signed a one-year deal with West's Tigers, providing he passes a medical. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, obviously, we, we heard from him during the year, and he said that there was... Some nibbles out there, and he was keen to come back in. I would imagine it would be fairly incentive-based. Yes. And um, But if they can get him going, he's a state of origin and test player. Not many of those. One on the year. It's not going to cost them the earth, no. you wouldn't think. And uh, I'm just told here, Adrian Prezenko from the Sydney Morning Herald is reporting that Zakira Somavar is, uh, yeah, from South Sydney, is going to sign with Parramatta. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he's, uh, we know he can play. He's just got to sort himself out off the paddock and... Um, hopefully he can do that out at a new club. All right, this is the rush hour. That was a sports update for ABL Tile and Bath Bathroom Centres. Our power rankings are coming up right after this. Sturlow's five favourite grand finals, non-Parramatta. Oh. <laughs> yes, this is the uh, rush hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Triple M Rush Hour. Uh, don't forget, uh, we continue right through until December. So even though Daylight Saving comes into effect next week and there's no more footy, we'll be on right through until uh, when all the shows uh, take a break for summer. Right, let's do this. Sterlo's Power Rankings. <laughs> This is for Thai Power Footy Final Sale, which gives you the power to buy three and get one free. On selected Toyo tyres, see in-store or online. Now, the best part of today's power rankings is it's totally subjective. No one can argue. It's so simply... I can't be wrong, can I? You can't be wrong. Excellent. It's simply just your favourite grand finals of all time. Five. The 2005 Grand Final Tigers winning over North Queensland. Uh, they played a different style, the Tigers. The, the, the short passing on the fringes, Benji Marshall in his prime, the flick pass to Pat Richards on the inside. It was just a really... Uh, obviously, they hadn't been uh, a joint venture for particularly no. long either. So it was a different style of play from the Tigers that I really enjoyed. It was ball movement. They won with their attack. And uh, it was a really refreshing um, victory in a Grand Final that so often dominated by defence. Sure. Last year's grand final, North Queensland Only up against four. Brisbane. Yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of Golden Point, but it was certainly exciting stuff. And if anybody deserves to have a grand final in their CV, it's obviously Jonathan Thurston. Um, so many cha- like changes in, in the way that the game went. One minute you're thinking, will Brisbane get away with this? Next minute, it's North Queensland. And in the end, um, the, 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 the master stood up. Do you reckon the Broncos and Wayne Bennett regret shutting up shop? Because it, it worked for all... But two seconds. No, look, I don't think so, Dan. I, I think they, I think if they were in the same position, they'd do the same thing again. And you know what? I reckon Warren Ryan would still take off Steve Roach yeah. and Paul Sirenen. Because how's he to know they're going to have extra time? You know, at the time you make those decisions, and what, five seconds out? Yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't think they'd do anything different. Three. 1991 grand final. Penrith winning against Canberra. My good mate Roy Simmons, uh, the, the little legs <laughs> <laughs> steaming away. Um 
Again, it was, I suppose because Penrith had been the little brother for so long and, and a lot of good friends in there. Greg Alexander was outstanding. But for Royce, I thought it was a wonderful way. He scored two tries in a grand final. He scored 10 in 15 years. How do you score two in a grand final? I think it's true that Gus made had Royce stand at the doorway. He did. As they came out at, was it for, uh, after half-time yeah, when yeah. they were down 12-6. Yeah, and he told Mark Guy, who got sin-binned in that game, to don't, don't kick stones, get out there and help win the game second half. Two. 1997 Grand Final, Newcastle beating Manly. I know it was a split competition, but I've uh, got a bit of an affiliation with Newcastle and, and it was great to see the nice 20 seconds out. Andrew Johns from Dummy Half finds Darren Albert, they score. A uh, really feel-good Grand Final win, that one, and um, you had to be delighted for the Nova Castrians. And Jeff Toovey, possibly the toughest ever performance yeah. in a game. I- exactly, in a beaten side. Unfortunately, uh, I think he still wears the, boot, the, the studs of Adam McDougall. One... 1989 grand final. I think it's up there with everybody. Yeah, the first game decided in extra time and uh, just an outstanding win. From two, if you have a look through the sides, just outstanding football teams. Uh, the, the Canberra side of that era were up there with the very best you've seen. Balmain, the unluckiest side not to win a grand final with those players at that time. And Steve Jackson coming in doing what he did with three minutes to go. So there we go. So five, four, three. A couple of good ones missed. Yeah, oh yeah. 2003, Penrith yeah, Roosters absolutely. was a particularly good game, but hey, it's your favourites. Can't now, argue. Now, we're running out of time, Dan. Who wins the grand final Sunday? Uh, well, I think Cronulla, but let's ask you. You are the expert on, on these matters. I'm with Cronulla. I think uh, I thought they were certainties last week, and I think they'll win on Sunday. What gives them the edge over the Storm? I just think that they can handle the type of game that the Storm can turn this into. I think that they defend really well. Cronulla, they've got more with their attack. Uh, they've got a couple of X factors there, and I was just super impressed with their performance on the weekend. This is their time, and I don't think they'll let the opportunity slip. Do you believe, and we've only got 20 seconds, mm. that it's, do you believe it when it's someone's time? I do to a degree. Yeah, I th- think, you know, I believe in fate and kismet and destiny and all of those things, and this is the window of opportunity. Uh, this is their chance. All right, thank you, Sturlo. Cheers, Dan. Was, Have a good week, mate. And I'll see you at the footy on Sunday. Ugly Phil coming up right after this. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.